Just before what you just heard, we heard uh, a, a tune called Mushi no Aikata, or Insect Interlude, played on the shamisen, or samisen, the traditional Japanese instrument. And then the piece you just heard was Old Joe Clark, played by um, Hiro Aoki. Is my pronunciation correct? No, uh, it's Arita is my name. Arita. Yes, I, I have a friend uh, whose name is Aoki in Japan. He's oh, a fine uh, bunch of friends. Uh, my mistake. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, please state your full name. My name is, uh, full name is Yoshihiro Arita. Yoshihiro people, Arita. People call me uh, as a Yoshi, I mean Hiro Arita. So please call me Hiro. Hiro, okay, yes. all right. Um, again, uh, regular KGNU listeners may have heard an interview with you performed <laughs> by Yukari Miyamai, our longtime KGNU volunteer, that was uh, done at Rocky Grass this weekend. Yes. Uh, welcome to KGNU's studios. Thank you. Thank you um, for having me. You are from Japan. Um, Japan, like France and London and Italy, is, has many great cities but is dominated by one, mm -hmm. the capital, Tokyo. Is that where you live? I, yes. Tokyo? Uh, I live in the greater Tokyo, Tokyo. area. In, yeah, greater kind of, Tokyo. Kind of a prefecture, but it's greater Tokyo, mm -hmm. yes. Uh -huh. How long have you been playing banjo? Oh, boy. <laughs> All your life? Seems like nearly. Uh, I'm uh, 59 years old now. I started banjo, I playing banjo when I was maybe 16. So that makes how many? So 40, that's a 40 lot. Of, plus. Uh, that's a lot of years. Congratulations <laughs> on not having any gray hair yet. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and it's always been my impression that um, banjo and bluegrass music are both quite popular in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, considering that Japanese music is not very popular in America mm -hmm. at all. One hit record 50 mm -hmm. years ago, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Sukiyaki. Sukiyaki, yes. Um, Kyo Sakamoto, wasn't that the... Oh, Kyo Sakamoto, right. yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so, but uh, other kinds of American music are also popular in Japan. Yes. I, 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 I had a friend who... Uh, played ragtime music and said he had a very successful tour there, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. people were very open and, and appreciative of his music. Mm -hmm. But uh, would you say, well, you noticed over the weekend, their bluegrass has really become much more popular in yes, America yes. over over mm -hmm. the years. Mm -hmm. Is it the case in Japan as well? Is it is bluegrass popularity increasing in Japan? Uh, let's see, it's hard to tell. I am from a, a generation that bluegrass was really blooming. Mm -hmm. Back in uh, the late seventy to early eighties, yeah. and uh, uh -huh. now uh, bluegrass isn't well. Unfortunately, bluegrass isn't as popular or as uh, recognizable as it, uh, as much as it used to be. Japanese culture seems to be um, sort of struck as is American culture by fads and waves of popularities. Mm -hmm. Things will be suddenly or will grow to. Fantastic pop! Everybody's talking about it all, uh, suddenly, and then mm -hmm. maybe uh, well, in, in in some cases, six months later, you never hear about it at all. Mm -hmm. I used mm -hmm. to. Uh, um, uh, my first job in the audio world was selling stereo equipment and building loudspeakers, mm -hmm. and it seemed that, uh, or at least what I heard was, as much as things changed here in the stereo business back in the seventies. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I was told that in Japan, everything was all new every six months. Mm. All, every, <laughs> last year, you know, all new stuff, new designs, new, new looks, new features, and so on. Just throw out everything of the old mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. bring in all new stuff. That's true. Does it happen that way with musical styles as well? Yes. Uh, the trend in music really changed in a short term. It's uh, uh, many people are just keen to a, a very uh, contemporary music, and so uh, people start doing a new thing. My son um, has introduced me to Japanese pop music mm -hmm. or J-pop, it's mm -hmm, called mm -hmm, here, mm -hmm. and uh, that's a very different kind of music. Uh, it's and, it's and a different kind of music. I yes. didn't see that coming at all. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> I was really surprised, and and yet it seems to have a really enthusiastic fans, enthusiastic mm -hmm. supporters, and so mm -hmm. on. So that's interesting. Well, you're here, and you have a banjo in your lap. I guess you had to borrow one. You didn't bring your I banjo bring from banjo. Japan, no. uh, uh, travel <laughs> problems. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. It's always nervous traveling with a banjo anyway, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's so, so fragile. Very anxious mm -hmm. when, you're, mm -hmm. when your banjo is on the plane. Well, um, so you have a Bales, it looks like, a Bales banjo? Yes, uh, a good friend of mine in Border. Uh, named uh, Jake Sheps, great banjo oh, player. Oh, yes, he so is he a kindly fantastic lent player. Me, uh, his, one of his banjos this morning. Very generous so just, of him. So I just here, got here t uh, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> In your interview with Yukari on Saturday, I guess yes. it was, you said that you, you uh, your specialty is jazz on the banjo. Is that correct? Uh, well, let's see. I'm not sure. I, I should call jazz as my, as my specialty, but I, I spend as much time uh, playing jazz as the uh, I spend time for bluegrass. So... Now I, I work as a uh, guitar player who is in a uh, relatively jazz-oriented jazz music scene in Japan. I see. But I, I still I keep uh, my faith to a Brugas banjo. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, you're sitting there with the banjo. How about favoring us with a tune? A okay. Anything you like, jazz, bluegrass, mm. whatever you like. I personally would like to hear some jazz mm. on the banjo sure. because uh, I've just heard three days of bluegrass mm -hmm. banjo <laughs> and I, I love it but I, I love the banjo and anything you could come up with I think will be interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that your own composition? No, it's a, a standard called All the Things You Are. It features a really uh, okay. well-known jazz standard. Oh, very nicely done. Thank you. Very nicely done. 
Um, you, being a, a, a professional player in Japan for so long, you mm -hmm. probably know most of the bands, most of the bluegrass bands in Japan. Is, I that, think so. is that true? Mm -hmm. When I was, um, I went to uh, Bean Blossom Bluegrass Festival, Bill Monroe's uh, hometown mm -hmm. festival in 1972, mm -hmm. a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, lo and behold, there was a Japanese bluegrass band on stage there, Crying Time. Oh, it's the Crying Time, yes. And I, you know them? I know them all. I, we, we all had a lot of fun with them. Mm -hmm. I thought they were terrific players. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the thing that, I th when Americans are first introduced to Japanese bluegrass, mm -hmm. the first reaction from most of us is, I think, amazement mm -hmm. that people from another country can perform the music as well as they do because the the instrumental prowess is really quite striking and we tend to think that only americans can play american music especially <laughs> something like bluegrass which mm -hmm. comes from so deep mm -hmm. in america's soul if you will and mm -hmm. from the you know uh, remote areas and mm -hmm. so on mm -hmm. um, and so <clears throat> the second thing of course that people notice is the pronunciation problem the yes. language problem yes. english and japanese Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, the the L's and the R's <laughs> are um, are a problem. Now, it's very true that way more Japanese people speak intelligible English than there are Americans who speak Japanese at all. Oh. <laughs> I'm rare among Americans in that I once did, in fact, speak Japanese. Uh -huh, My uh -huh. earliest memories are of living in Japan. Mm -hmm. Yukari and I lived in the same town in mm -hmm. Hokkaido. Uh -huh. In 1948, oh. I shouldn't have said that about her and giving away her age, but <laughs> in, in, in so, although I did in fact speak some Japanese when I was a small child, it mm -hmm. didn't remain in my family, and mm -hmm. I was after the age of four, I was no longer in the country, so mm -hmm. I lost my Japanese ability, mm -hmm. other than to say Ohio gozaimasu, ah. <laughs> a couple of things like that, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Um <laughs> That's about as far as I go. Bakatari ore, where they oh. taught me how to say. <laughs> Um, but um, so singing songs in English by Japanese people is always a challenge. Yes. Um, particularly if there's a song like Deep River Blues <laughs> that uh, Crying Time did a uh -huh. wonderful job of. Uh -huh. but, uh, and they were, their, their presence on stage, although only one person in the band seemed to be able to speak English, mm -hmm. there was something about their stage presence that really won over the crowd. Mm -hmm. And this was in Indiana, mm -hmm. really middle of middle of, of America. Um, people's, our hearts all went out to the band. Mm -hmm. And so when the language problem came up, mm -hmm. um, everyone was very forgiving. And it, it was somewhat humorous, mm -hmm. but it was also, everybody just understood, okay, uh -huh. that's the way it works. So mm -hmm. when you're singing Deep Liver Brews, mm -hmm. we still get the song mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. on. Have you, uh, do you try to sing or are you strictly an instrumentalist? Uh, I, uh, I, I enjoy singing harmony. I'm, a, I'm not a lead singer, uh -huh. but uh, I, I do sing in harmony part. Have you, you've come up again then in bluegrass songs, you've come up against the problem. Do you have any way to address the, the pronunciation problem to make it seem more naturally English or do you just do what you can? Oh, well, it's just a matter of getting used to English. Uh -huh. I, I, just, I just happen to uh, love English itself since I was a child. Oh, so I, I, I was always interested in uh, English. Some so. dear friends of mine moved to Japan about 
oh gee, 30 years ago now, mm -hmm. um, and, and a little more than that, they were there in a musical um, uh, function. Mm -hmm. They were uh, a uh, someone they knew was opening a Christian bookstore mm -hmm. in Tokyo mm -hmm. and wanted someone to provide music. Mm -hmm. uh, my friends went, and then um, when they got there, the man picked them up at the airport and confessed to them that he didn't have enough money to pay them. Mm. And that he had not told them that before they got on the plane because he was ashamed. And so they were stuck in Tokyo mm. with no job mm. and had to, and not enough money to fly home. And so they had to scrounge a little bit and try to find uh, work. Uh, the music musician of the couple, a guitarist and singer, um, found some singing jobs. His wife, uh, wound up teaching English classes and she came back and told me mm -hmm. that it was a very popular activity in Japan mm -hmm. at that time in the mid 80s mm -hmm. to take English classes mm -hmm. not uh, not because you needed to needed to know English for work mm -hmm. or for anything like that but just it was it was a popular thing to mm -hmm. to learn mm -hmm. is that still the case yeah it's still the case especially uh, just, uh, nowadays um, we're well, it's, uh, the Olympic Games oh, are yes. planned in, uh, to be held in Tokyo in the year 2020. Oh. So, so I guess uh, English education in general is really uh, uh, big things. So a lot of people want to be ready for the, mm -hmm. the crush of tourists that mm -hmm. will be coming. I'm, I'm, uh, I've been watching, uh, uh, you know, uh, national TV uh, uh, you know, the station for kids. Uh, educational TV mm -hmm. uh, channel and I'm seeing a lot of a creative uh, program in terms uh, for uh, English uh, teaching so it's, it's becoming a new generation a dear friend of my son's uh, spent a year teaching English in China mm -hmm. and similarly I guess mm -hmm. uh, many people in China are interested in mm -hmm. learning English well you I'm gonna I'm gonna really go out on a limb here and do mm -hmm. something kind of dangerous uh, Word came to me that you had mentioned the possibility that you and I might do a something with two banjos this ah, morning. Yeah, that's okay. Are, do you, are you still interested in that? Ah, uh, sure. Uh, as, as much uh, as long as we have time. Maybe we could do uh, Old Joe Clark. Okay. No, no, you we, we, you did Old Joe Clark yeah. already. I meant uh, <laughs> Cripple Creek. Should oh, we do sure. a little Cripple yes. Creek? Yes. You've got picks on, and you're you're mm -hmm. playing. I could put my banjo on. I've got it here in the studio, and I think it's in tune. Uh, I'll, I'll play it in the claw hammer style. Oh, okay. You can play it in the three scrug style, style okay, the three okay. finger style. Mm -hmm. Let's see what let's see what happens. Right. Um, I'll, um, maybe you could just start playing it a little bit, and I'll okay. get my banjo on. Okay.
All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there was not a moment of rehearsal on that piece. So um, I guess it's hands across the big water here. America mm. and Japan come together <laughs> around the five-string banjo. That's great. Our guest has been Hiro Arita on the banjo. He's come from Japan. Uh, you came for Rocky Grass, but are you, do yes, you have yes. other business in America no, no, on this trip? Just for Rocky Grass. Just for Rocky yes. Grass. You you flew from Tokyo. Yes. Uh, you didn't swim, at least, but no. you, flew, you, you extended yourself very greatly just for this one festival. That's that's impressive, and it's a tribute to um, really the wonderfulness of that festival and uh, all of the people who put it on. Every all the performers, mm -hmm. did you notice all the performers at yeah. the festival mm -hmm. spoke about how what a great time they were having, mm -hmm. how well mm -hmm. they were treated, yes. and many of the performers said it was their favorite festival to mm -hmm. perform. Mm -hmm. It's certainly one of my favorite to uh, to enjoy and to mm -hmm. be a part of. And uh, so, yeah, hats off to the Rocky Grass people, mm -hmm. and thank you, Hiro. For thank you for having me for joining us on KGNU today. Great. Take uh, the spirit of American banjo back to Japan <laughs> with you and keep spreading the good music. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. I, um, I mentioned earlier in our talk that uh, I had seen a, a Japanese bluegrass band way back in 1972. They were there in part because the year before, 1971, a band called the Bluegrass 45 had... had uh, uh, played at Bean Blossom. The, uh, one more. Oh, oh. We, have a, we have a request from Yukari for one more. One more tune? All right. I was about to go to recorded music, but in the, if Yukari wants it, the work that she has done for our station, she deserves a request. Could you favor us with one more piece? Sure. All right. Here we have Hiro Arita on banjo one more time. Okay. It was so my pleasure to play... Cripple Creek with you. What are you going to do this time? I'm going to play my own composition uh, called the Samoa, which is a, a tribute to uh, my favorite guitar player, Django Reinhardt. Uh -huh. And uh, this is a, one of the pieces I played at the Rocky Grass uh, Banjo Contest. And I, the recorded version was included in a, a French labeled uh, CD called Banjo Influences. All right. And really, very Django-esque, yes. I must say. That was a, an excellent thing. So thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I hope you'll come again. It's I hope a, so, too. It's an expensive trip. I can get here in five <laughs> minutes. For you, it's uh, much more. But please, feel free to come back and join us anytime. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you.